This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN. All right, a few uh, housekeeping stories to get out of the way just so that you are aware that we do, in fact, read the stories you send us on Twitter and are typically already well aware of them. But we still appreciate you reaching out to us because uh, it makes us happy to see you so engaged and on top of things when it comes to the things we might cover. So first of all, thanks for that. Now uh, on to the two most submitted stories from the last few days. Can you believe it, guys? Professional boxer Floyd Money Mayweather is going to fight Vine Star slash YouTube vlogger slash TikToker slash boxer and just generally unlikable person Logan Paul in an exhibition boxing match that means absolutely nothing aside from making both combatants even wealthier than they already are. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a million things to be said regarding this bout, but just to parrot what the rest of the world thinks, this is not a real boxing match. No. It's an exhibition match, and a lot of people who are involved in the sport or have been reporting on it for years seem to agree that this type of matchup only further damages the actual sport's reputation and brings it closer to its end each time something like this happens. Uh, it just happened with the Tyson fight, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see Mike Tyson fight again. He's very old, and it's just an exhibition match, but so also, nothing matters. But also, this isn't boxing. Like, this no, isn't... this is essentially the WWE. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be frustrating for people actually involved in, like, professional boxing that like the only events that really get any attention nowadays are these gimmick fights yeah and uh there doesn't really seem to be any uh process in place to just like you know incubate the new rising stars of this very traditional sport mma won it did yeah it's yeah. It's, it's i mean i'll admit it it's way more entertaining than watching boxing and yeah. uh you know, a lot of boxing that I've seen over the years because of these kind of fights, like Mayweather specifically, are typically kind of boring because they just kind of wind each other out and then yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. MMA won. Sorry. Now, uh, having said all that, uh, there's simply no other major bout that can pull the type of pay-per-view numbers than this hypothetical scenario where watching Floyd Mayweather is just going to beat the shit out of Logan Paul. I mean... People are going to pay to watch that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was getting texts from people who don't give a shit about boxing or or You guys want to go in on the people? Like, I just want to see him get punched in the face. Yeah. Like, that's what they want you to do. And also, that's happened two times before. Yeah. Well. This this is, this is this not time, new. this time, it's against a real boxer. Oh, I know. He could definitely beat Logan Paul's ass. There's the no doubt is, about the that. The thing is, like... Floyd Mayweather isn't known for punching people in the face and knocking them out. He's wearing known them down. He's known for being extremely good at defense yeah, and, yeah, just wearing out his opponents. And, and then, dodging. Yeah, yeah, and then winning on points at the end. Maybe getting in, like, five punches in the whole fight. Yeah, uh, look, Logan Paul getting knocked the fuck out by, like, realistically, if it was a real fight, like, Logan uh, fucking pissed him off at a club or something like that, over in two seconds. Yeah. That's not going to be the case here because there's nothing about this fight that indicates that Mayweather will just go in and take him down in one or two punches. There's certainly going to be millions of dollars to be made on bets and millions of dollars to be made on making an entertaining and engaging pay-per-view event. It's absolutely going to be something where Mayweather toys with Paul, then finally finishes him or just wears him out closer to the end of the fight. I mean, it's literally as close to the WWE as boxing can get. Or... What if Jake Paul just fucking knocks him out? What, what if Jake Paul actually is the best boxer alive today? It's really funny you should say that, Elliot, because I wrote a whole section about what you just said coming up very soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, that was natural, by the way, everyone watching. Go. So to add fuel to all this fire is UFC President Dana White, who said of the Mayweather versus Logan Paul matchup, when people ask me what's the state of boxing right now, that's where it's at. 
Didn't that kid get beat up by the fucking video game kid from England? And now he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you're Dana White, you, this, this is how you're going to feel about it. Also, yeah. to add something further, some further insults to the almost guaranteed uh, injury, the actual sports and boxing communities online had what seemed like a difficult time differentiating Logan Paul with his brother Jake Paul. Which is what you just did. Oh, I didn't even realize. <laughs> you just did that. Yeah, they are two different people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I and the and many other people online can't tell Logan and Jake. Which? Jake Paul's the one that just won. Yeah, Logan found the body, filmed the body yes. in Japan. Uh, Jake is Team 10. He's and, the one that had the disruption yeah, in West Hollywood. Yeah, he had that West Hollywood house where they're lighting mattresses on fire and shit. Yeah. Uh, Logan is... I, yeah, that's all I got. Look, in nearly every thread that I read online, people consistently confuse the two. And at various points, reference Jake Paul's recent knockout against Nate Robinson when talking about his cha his chances against Floyd Mayweather, a boxer that his brother is fighting and not him. Oh, well, shit. I, I do love it because you got to be like, you got to understand at some level, this pisses Logan Paul off. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, even after the fight, people are going to be talking about... Like, hey, about man, great fight. Yeah, to his brother, Jake yeah, Paul. Yeah, that, that, that was my little brother. Yeah, no. Hey, remember when uh, Jake Paul got his ass beat by Floyd Mayweather? That was me who got my ass beat. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, the whole thing, very stupid. But it will make an absolutely obscene amount of money for everyone involved when it all goes down on February 20th of next year. 2021... It's already shaping up to be just as dumb as every year that preceded it. But, I mean, we're still a little uh, hopeful that it's somewhat less deadly than the year we're currently living in. Yeah. 2021 can be batshit insane. I don't care. It could be the dumbest fucking year. Logan Paul fights. He wins. He beats Mayweather's ass. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's just sure. 2021. 2021, baby. As long as Worst tens of thousands ever. of people aren't dying, yeah. I think I can take it. Anyway, next up in the category of stuff that you spammed our inboxes with, a new movie release uh, that's pretty much guaranteed to be finger-licking good as long as you enjoy movies that are almost certainly made to be bad on purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, but especially ladies, we regret to inform you that Colonel Sanders is still sexy and is still being objectified for his good looks and impeccable skills in the kitchen as well as in the bedroom, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> The promotional image for the film titled A Recipe for Seduction, which features Mario Lopez as a strong, sexy Colonel Sanders, is objectively funny. And yes, this is probably going to be an unserious, ridiculous, and over-the-top production that's just a long commercial for a fast food joint that specializes in fried chicken. But it's another thing that can take a little attention away from our otherwise horrific reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, it's not an actual movie. I mean, like we just indicated, it's more of an extended commercial, or as Lifetime is calling it, a mini-movie. Yeah. Uh, here's the description from Deadline. Quote, set to premiere on Lifetime on Sunday at 12 p.m., a recipe for seduction takes the television commercial to a new level. The Lifetime original mini-movie follows a young heiress as she struggles to pick between a rich suitor selected by her mother and the new house chef, Harlan Sanders, who brings more than his 11 herbs and spices secret recipe to the table. In lifetime fashion, things take a turn for the dramatic, with the heiress mother and the disappointed suitor seeking to take out the KFC mascot himself. Yeah, uh, so that description's insane. The trailer's insane. Yeah, the, whole... the trailer leads more into, like, she's, like, impressed by his secret recipe that he's about to unleash on the world. Mm -hmm. Like, Mom, you don't understand. He's got this secret recipe, and it is going to change the fucking world. 
all those herbs yeah. and spices. Um, yeah, I mean, it plays out like any other random Lifetime movie with the added bonus of having a ridiculous looking Colonel Sanders involved, as well as what seems like a love affair between the mother and the guy that her daughter was supposed to marry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seems like yet another internet-based meme inclusion. Uh, the strange rise in the popularity of stepsister, stepbrother, mother-in-law, father-in-law scenes in adult films. Yeah, it's, uh, <sighs> her, the mom is like, uh... If you marry my daughter, there's going to be a lot more long weekends in your future. Listen, Carl like, Sanders, it's not technically incest. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. Um, yeah, they're really hitting all the points here with this mini movie. Uh, but yeah, it looks dumb. Also, who cares, though? Uh, we'll just wait for the inevitable upload of the best clips to make their way to Twitter while we sit around and play Cyberpunk 2077 instead. Yeah. Or, I don't know, will Maybe we not. be? Yeah. Speaking of Cyberpunk, the reviews are in. And everyone's angry. <laughs> we'll get to them in just a second, but let's uh, let's really quickly thank today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. As you're aware, earlier this year, more than 100 Twitter uh, users got their accounts hacked into. Passwords, email addresses, phone numbers, and more, all taken from high-profile people like Joe Biden, Elon Musk, and even Kanye West. Genius. Still got his shit hacked. Mm -hmm. Now, these kind of attacks are getting more frequent and more severe. And it's not just Twitter. Facebook, eBay, Uber, Adobe, and Yahoo, they all had uh, leaked data such as passwords, credit card info, and driver's licenses belonging to billions of users lost. Look, if someone can hack Joe Biden, just imagine how easy it would be for them to hack you. I should point out that Joe Biden probably doesn't run his own account. It's probably run by someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. So don't take that as a uh, as a endorsement of Joe Biden's uh, IT skills. Anyways, that's why we use ExpressVPN to safeguard our personal data online. Yeah, according to recent reports, hackers can make up to $1,000 from selling someone's personal information on the dark web, making people like me and you easy, lucrative targets. ExpressVPN is an app that funnels your data through a secure encrypted tunnel so that no matter what device you use, you can have peace of mind every time you use the internet. The app connects with just one click, is lightning fast, and the best part is ExpressVPN works on up to five devices simultaneously so you and your whole family can stay protected. If a breach can happen to powerful individuals, it can easily happen to you. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN, the VPN rated number one by CNET, Wired, and countless others. And if you visit expressvpn.com slash today daily right now, you can arm yourself with an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That is expressvpn.com slash today daily. Visit expressvpn.com slash today daily to learn more. And now back into the news with uh, all those reviews regarding the very long-awaited constantly delayed, presumed masterpiece from CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk 2077. So what's the word, everyone? Does Cyberpunk 2077 suck? It's a callback to the old Machinima days. Yeah. Does it suck? Does this suck? Googly eyes, what? Does it suck? Ah! The googly eyes increase viewership. Yeah. Thanks, Bruce Green. <laughs> Guys, you need to add more googly eyes to your thumb. I mean, he was right. He was he right. He was right. That, the man's right. the master. He is, yes. Uh, anyway, does it suck? No, it appears as though it does not, in fact, suck. Um, although you would be mistaken for believing that based on the reaction that some of the reviews have gotten online. Uh -huh. um, pointing out that the review copies of the games have some frequent bugs doesn't mean the game itself is terrible. And nearly every review we read seemed to indicate that basically with the time that these reviewers got with the game, the consensus seemed to be that the majority of them have really enjoyed it. They, they've heaped praise on it, uh, they love it, but they do point out that there are graphical bugs as well as some bugs with the UI and other things that simply uh, bring you out of the immersive experience when they happen. Yeah. And uh, instead of slogging through a bunch of quotes about Cyberpunk 2077, we're just going to go ahead and link a mega thread of a, a ton of reviews in the description below so you can read them 
uh, all for yourselves. But the general consensus is, I really had a great time with this game. I'm loving it. The story's fun. It's a great game. But yes, it does kind of take me out of the experience when a graphical glitch happens because of a bug. The yeah, uh, It's ranged from somewhat annoying to, I think it was Gene Park, was like, it's as buggy as a Bethesda game on launch. Mm. Which isn't great. Well, I mean, this is why even when I play new games, most of the time I wait two, bit. two three weeks, you're going to play a much more stable game. It looks like you won't even have to wait that long here because guess what? Patches. Uh, look, we're not apologizing in advance on behalf of the game, but it does seem like people online have taken any critique of the game at all to mean that people are shitting on it and trying to deflate my expectations. Uh, let me be hyped, damn it. And sure, maybe you should tone down your sometimes impossible-to-match expectations. I mean, you are aware of the constant delays that happened during this game, right? And all the reports of crunch time that went into just finishing it so it could ship before the new year. You know that, right? Of course mm -hmm. there's going to be problems. There's a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it's the pandemic's <laughs> fault. Just like Quibi. And now, having said all that, it's already been announced that there would be a day one patch that cr should hopefully fix a lot of the problems that people with early access were facing. And apparently that's in addition to a day zero patch. Breaking the mold. Mm. Uh, and that day zero patch is already showing up for some users, clocking in at a whopping 43 gigs. Oof. But that's one that, according to CD Projekt Red, that's not the day one patch. That's a completely separate patch. The day one patch will happen on day one, but there's also a day zero patch. So look, two patches, maybe things will be uh, adjusted a bit. It'll at, at the very least be better than what the reviewers are playing. Mm -hmm. So look, you're going to put dozens of hours into this game if you're at all interested in it. Take your time. Maybe yeah. wait a day or two. Didn't it, I've heard wildly different estimates of like the total single-player playtime. Yeah, but it's it's a long one. It's a long haul. Yeah, I think which, if you go some of the reviews that I saw that like if you burn straight through the main storyline, there's easily 50 hours of yeah. content. But there was, of course, the person who played it over the course of the last month and early copy of it that was like, yeah. I'm at a hundred and something hours, and I haven't even scratched it. But you see that with every, like, well, huge anticipated title. Yeah. A lot of times with games, it's bullshit. But with, like... The I Wit spent 60 hours customizing my penis. Yeah. With The Witcher 3, uh, even the, like, side quests were pretty good. And yeah. I, I think in total, that, that game, I played, like, probably 120 hours. So I can see it. Yeah. And apparently, according to a lot of the reviews, the star of the game is the city itself, and it's fun to explore. The so. real star is the city. Yeah. Uh, I did, one of the reviews was like, <laughs> that people got real mad at, and it's just started this whole discourse. It's just like, uh, this one reviewer, I don't remember who she was, but she has epilepsy, and she's just like, I can't review this game. There's no way to disable any of like yeah. the epileptic shock uh, stuff, and the entire game is is going to give me a seizure, and apparently CD Projekt Red did not ever consider that maybe they should uh, do something about the, the fact that this game is just one giant seizure-inducing uh, thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed off if I had epilepsy. But was the experience you had during your seizure good? <laughs> I think generally they're not. No. I don't know. There's got to be someone out there who loves having seizures. And apparently you can adjust the size of your penis. It's very yeah. customizable. Yeah, bionic. So there you go. That's the future is now, old man. But even with the patches, does that mean that everything is going to run perfect and that the game is going to be the next coming of Christ? No. At least probably not. Maybe it will be. But look, it's coming out. It's going to get patched up frequently. So you can either play the release date version or you can do what Elliot does and wait a while and play a game that is actually fixed and plays the way it was intended with everything fixed 
and also at a discounted price. I don't know if I'm going to wait that long. Exactly. But I, I think yeah. I, I will wait like probably a couple weeks. Um, I, I'll, I really want to see how well it runs uh, for other people who have similar specs yeah. on their computer to me. So that was another <laughs> thing that was pointed out by the devs was that uh, it's it seemed as though a lot of these reviewers are trying to run it at max settings on rigs that just couldn't allow it to. Yeah. Because, of course, you want to see it in its graphical glory. Yeah. But that's not really realistic unless you have... You need, an, like, a 3090. Insane <laughs> yeah. PC. And yeah. that's why, like... Look, it, I'm sure it looks beautiful on the computer if you can run it correctly. This could be a game that plays a lot better on a PS5 or a Series X because it is... Uh, in its own ecosystem. I could be wrong about this, but isn't it only coming out on the previous gen consoles at first? I don't know. I yeah, I can't remember that. But they, I think they're do, they're doing something where it's like, well, if you buy it for PS4, like when it comes out on PS5, oh, okay. you get a free code. Um, I think that's what the I, I don't know. That might have changed because I think that was for the original release date of like March. Um, hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll all be playing it on Stadia then, because it's yeah. a release day title for Stadia. Hey. Finally! It's Stadia time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know if I'll be playing it the day that it launches, because I finally just got my internet hooked back up, and uh, the World of Warcraft expansion just came out. I've missed all of it. So I'm at least going to wait a day or two for Cyberpunk, get the kinks all worked out, and uh, then maybe I'll play it. I, I, unfortunately, I'll be missing out on all the inside jokes and all the discourse online. I'll have to mute a bunch of keywords, just like with The Mandalorian this season. Very tough. Very tough to miss that Googaloo. stuff. Googaloo. His name's Googaloo. I haven't seen it. I uh, Gragu or whatever? I think it's Googaloo. Uh, maybe. Well, I get the internet back this week, right. so I'm excited to check all that out. But if any of you watching this from the UK were hoping to play this or any other title on a brand new PlayStation 5, uh, yeah, you're probably well aware that access to this latest console is extremely limited over there. And you might just assume that it's a production issue or the UK simply isn't getting as much units as other places. Yeah. Um, there may be some truth to those theories. But there's a far more entertaining explanation regarding missing and limited PlayStation 5s. Uh, Thieves are pulling off Fast and Furious level capers in order to steal these new consoles so they can be resold at massive markups. No, seriously, seriously, professional thieves mm -hmm. in the UK are risking their lives in elaborate and dangerous capers to flip these PS5s. Uh, just check out this recent write-up about the whole mess from The Times, titled, Gangs Rise Up to Hit Lorries on Run. Uh, this is behind a real bitch of a paywall. So, I don't know. Instead, we have to use sources reporting on their reporting. Yeah. But uh, also, for the Yanks watching, a lorry is a truck, right? Yes. Got it's it? Like a semi-truck that ships things. There's, I think there's many different types of lorry. It's a catch-all. You can yeah. use a lorry to put a, a, a couch in the back of or an entire shipment of PS5s. Look, quote, Over the weekend, the Times reported that deliveries of PlayStations, TVs, cosmetics, mobile phones, and cigarettes have all been raided in recent months using a stunt known as the rollover. This involves gangs using multiple cars to box in a lorry going at speeds of up to 50 miles an hour. One gang member climbs out, secured by rope through a sunroof or modified hatch, then uses cutting tools or a crowbar to break into the lorry, climb aboard, and throw out the goods. Uh, here's some actual footage of what it looks like. I mean, this isn't the most recent thefts, but this was released a few years back by Romanian police. Same, same concept, same idea. Uh, still, it does give you a good idea of the lengths that these criminals are going to. Some like Mad Max shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. They uh, the you know you heard those illustra PS5. illustration where they're like unloading it while it's rolling and just dumping it in back into the sunroof of the yeah. car. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You don't let them happen. Yeah, I think if you're going to those those lengths, it's a cool crime. 
Um, also from, from the article, the Times said the rollover has been used at least 27 times this year uh, to September, and that figure has risen in recent weeks as gangs attempt to cash in on pre-Christmas deliveries of expensive goods. Apparently, police have issued alerts to Holliers over the tactic. Um, they then spoke to a security manager involved in shipping who said, somebody must know when and where that vehicle is, and it can't be just random that you're going to attack that. Someone has done some tipping off. So it goes even deeper than just the heist. Conspiracy. Yeah, there's some inside people playing games here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's all it's impressive. Or at least, you know, hearing about this. It's it's real life action movie shit going down. Uh, securing those hot new gaming consoles. It sucks if you're in the UK and mm -hmm. uh, don't have a PS5. Don't blame models. it on Brexit. They're like, we can't, can't get them. Yeah. Brexit? Brexit. We, well, we can't get the vaccines either. A bunch of people over in Belgium, over in Brussels, <laughs> say you can't use your PS5. Mm-hmm. You should probably... Vote, vote UKIP. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, by the way, here's an update. An update uh, 70 years in the making. Mount Everest is taller now. It got patched. Mountain is officially taller. Mm -hmm. Mount Everest, of course, it's still mainly a tourist trap for rich adventurers who want to literally wait in line to ascend the tallest mountain on Earth with the help of locals the entire way, while also also risking everyone's lives in the process just so they can say they did it. Yeah. But yeah, the mountain, it's officially taller than previously thought. Quote, Nepal and China, the two countries that share a border on Mount Everest, announced a new official measurement of the mountain's height on Tuesday. 8,848.86 meters, or 29,031.69, nice, feet. Now, it's about three feet higher than the most commonly used measure of Everest height, dating back to a survey conducted by India in the early 1950s. So there you go. Yeah. A patch fixes everything. Now, dude, Bigger how, than before. how pissed do you got to be if you're some rich asshole who climbed this thing back when it was shorter? Yeah, this is bullshit. All your achievements are... Yeah, they're three feet shorter now. Yeah. They can take all the flags down from up on top. Damn. Oh, you went to Everest? What year? Oh, did you go to Everest before 20, 2020? You went to short Everest. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get a long Everest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, let's end this video with yet another update on the election. Wait, didn't that already happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mid-December right now, but despite that, the 2020 election just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> And while there's no real chance that Donald Trump pulls some magical bullshit out of his big fat ass to secure a win, he's certainly continuing to complain about everything and is also apparently coming up with some fantastic new ideas for how he's going to participate in the peaceful transfer of power with Joe Biden on inauguration in January. Yeah. Uh, should be a fun romp. Uh, first of all, we should start off by saying that aside from the constant stream of news regarding election and voter fraud related lawsuits being completely thrown out of court in every state, there was another big moment this week which further solidified the already rock solid fact that Joe Biden is the next president of the United States. The safe harbor deadline has come and gone as of Tuesday of this week. That's the deadline for states to certify their results. Surprise, the results are in. Joe Biden's president, no matter how much we dislike his cabinet picks so far. Yeah, no, it sucks. <laughs> I just fucking put that, hate this guy. Uh, Raytheon guy in charge of uh, defense. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, Joe Biden, not going to save us. Folks. No. Uh, anyways, uh, this is also, you know, he's president despite the fact that uh, Donald Trump, a complete failure to our country in every way, is continuing to cry about the results and just not accept them. Yeah. So speaking of Donald Trump, total loser uh, and how he's handling things, apparently he's going to just try to um, one up the inauguration of Joe Biden by holding a rally of his own at the new White House down in Florida. 
Mar-a-Lago. Or the closest airport, I guess. Uh, yeah, so we definitely alluded to the fact that he'd do something like this. God, we never miss. And yeah, uh, yeah he rarely lets us down as far as predictability goes. Mm -hmm. So here's the plan, according to reporting from Axios. President Trump is considering a made-for-TV grand finale, a White House departure on Marine One and final Air Force One flight to Florida for a political rally opposite Joe Biden's inauguration. The former network star is privately discussing using his waning powers as commander-in-chief to order up the exit he wants after dissing Biden by refusing to concede the election, welcome him to the White House, or commit to attending his inauguration. I like how they said network star. Like, uh, this past week when Rudy Giuliani got the virus, they were like... Uh... Breakout Borat 2 star Rudy Giuliani, test positive. It's that website discussing films. They've been really coming through <laughs> yeah. with them. Uh, the Axios article continues, The Trump talk could create a split-screen moment. The outgoing president addressing a roaring crowd in an airport hangar, while the incoming leader is sworn in before a socially distanced audience outside the Capitol, as NBC News first reported. Immediately announcing that he is running for re-election in 2024 would set up four years of Trump playing Biden's critic-in-chief. The visual also would embody the vast difference in the two leaders' approaches to the pandemic. And flying off from the South Lawn before landing in Florida would let Trump escape protests, the normal pleasantries of welcoming the incoming president to the White House, and sitting there while Biden takes the oath of office. All embarrassing things when you're Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Trump administration has declined to comment on any plans, but we've known this guy for at least four years. A lot of us have known him for much longer than that. Yeah. And most of us have known who he is and the type of person he is for decades. So there's definitely something cooking up in that big wet brain of his. Um, we're just morbidly curious as to what's actually going to happen when the time comes. Yeah. But this seems the most plausible that he would go down to. And this is what we said before. He's going to go down to Mar-a-Lago and he's going to either start his news network He's going to acquire or partner with Newsmax or OAN, yeah. and he's going to run things down from Mar-a-Lago. He is a resident of Florida now, officially, mm -hmm. um, and so this would be like this big pomp and circumstance uh, kind of display uh, to just be like, how could this is obviously Joe Biden's not the real president because more people were at my big party cheering, uh, yeah. you know, standing really close to each other with no masks on, and Joe Biden's. Just sad display up there in D.C. where everyone has to stand six feet apart like a bunch of losers. It's going to be he something. Did, he's been having rallies in Georgia, and they are packed to the gills. No masks, just uh, super spreader events. And there are, yeah. everyone involved is acting. They're acting like it's still October. Like, just like, there's my president. Like, yeah. the, man, the man just can't lose with dignity. He's no. going to drag this out. Forever, for the rest of his life. Well, hopefully he registered to vote. Uh, that was uh, the deadline was on Monday. But guess what? Now you get to actually vote. So if you are registered in the state of uh, Georgia, be sure to vote when the uh, the runoff election happens. Uh, we'll just keep reminding you. But uh, also, you should be engaged. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. We'll see you very soon for a new Tech News Day with a bunch of stuff to talk about. And uh, in the meantime, check out our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News, as well as a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.